Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 21 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Unknowable Room. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Our store is up at DFTBA Records, so um, you can go to our website and then click the merch link and it'll take you to where you need to go. Cop that stuff. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb with nerd news and links to what's been going on. Um, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. And now for Wizard Team News. Hey, Bayana. Um, we talked about this last week, but what's we up? Did? What were we doing three years ago yesterday? Well, not yesterday. Sunday, because it's Wednesday. Oh, shite. See? Timey whiny. Timey whiny. That's why we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. But we were, well, we were putting out our first episode of Wizard Team. Yay! Um, so if you guys didn't catch this last week, um, three years of Wither Team, we have been asking for people to do a three for three, so you can donate three dollars to celebrate three years for Wither Team. Um, someone was like, ha, I'm cool, and donated thirty dollars for three years of Wither yeah. Team. And like, shout out to you. Shout out to you. I have your name, but it's not up because my computer's slow, so. But you know who you are. <laughs> you know what you did. And we know who you are. And we appreciate it. And we appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone that's done the three for three so far. Um, and speaking of which, we have a Patronus, new Patronus. So shout out to Pernell. Thank you for becoming a Patronus. You're a real one. We appreciate the funds and the donation. So, so excited. Um, more, more Patroni. Yeah, Patroni. Patroni. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Magical <laughs> birthdays. This is the best magical birthday announcement <laughs> that we've had in a while. And I'm saying that knowing that we shouted out both of our parents. Like, or no. Hey. We shouted out our parents. Yes, but I was thinking my dad, but my we're not shouting out my dad until next week or this week. Did I forget about my dad? Oh, this week. You're right. Because, you know, timey-wimey and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So, this is a stacked, this is even better. Yeah, we have a lot going on. So, um, Monday um, was Ophelia's birthday. Shout out to Ophie. Happy birthday. She's going she gonna to say, I was, all this time we've been talking about, let us know your birthday. She said, today is my birthday. Right? I was like, wait a second. <laughs> she woke up like, hey, y'all. It's my like, magical birthday. Wait. <laughs> 
And I was like, so, did we know that? I went to check the thing. No, I know I checked so and I was like, nope. So I put it in there. So I next year we will be prepared. Thing, um, but happy birthday, Ophie. Shout out to you. Another year. Wow. Um, Saturday is my daddy's birthday. He's like the best daddy. He's like the pops, the best pop to ever have popped. You know? Um, I, love, I love my uncle, but pops. my dad's pretty cool too, so. Your dad is awesome. Your dad is the best uncle to uncle. Well, then boom. Switcheroo. <laughs> like I did that. Huh? <laughs> and even better. Well, I mean, my, there's not much better than my my pop's birthday, but we got babies, y'all. We got wizard team wizard babies. team we babies. Got, Two of them. Zero Two years. Like they're like um, little dragon <laughs> hatchlings. They're like fresh. Sunday this past Sunday, we had a baby pygmy puff come through. Shout out to Bianca. Oh my goodness! And then on Monday. We had the baby Niffler come through. Shout out to Kashana. Like literally back to back days. We got babies on the team. We, babies on babies and on the babies. Squad. Well, just babies on babies. Right. Stacked. Two babies. <laughs> Stacked, though. I was we were like, we should have wizard team babies. And then we were like, let's supersize it. Have two. <laughs> Double. So new world, new new babies, new um. Mm. Potterheads in the making, most likely considering their parents. So that's lit. And we're wishing Bianca and Kashana well. I hope you get a lot of rest. Mm-hmm. And she will not. Apparently, you won't get to sleep again for like eighteen years or something like that. If you're lucky, not quite. I think um, probably less, but yeah. No, I think you're like just constantly awake. Awake. Like you won't get that good, good sleep that comes with the knowledge that it's. That you're the only person you have to worry about anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's gone. But, you know, you'll get some naps. Oh, my goodness. I can't. And I'm here for you. But not, like, really. But, like, really. You know? We'll talk about it. <laughs> We're excited, though. We're very excited. It's and awesome. They're both, it like, was great because I was, like... area adjacent. So I've already planned out, like... I don't know how long, how old babies can be until they can, like, be around other humans, because humans are gross. So I'm thinking, like, February, they'll be six months old. And then Oakland seems like a good middle ground. Plus, you know, I don't like to really leave my street. And then, like, the lake is very pretty. And Mm -hmm. also, like, at the end of my street. And so we're going to have, like, a a Wither Team baby meetup. Little Wither Team onesies. And, like, little just little cute little potterheads of of infantry. Just... (laughs) running around and then Aminata will be there and she'll like you know babysit when we're too tired to actually like you know I'm excited I've got it all planned out it's cool it's cool yeah give her some practice you know yep because soon after that she'll she'll be a big sister be a big sister um (laughs) so there was something else I was gonna say and I just forgot oh yeah no so basically it's all it's lit everybody's it's great Robin and I were like, I don't know what we were doing. Each of us were minding our business, and Connie was like, "Look at the slack." <laughs> <laughs> but also though, because the Niffler was tripping, 
Like, the Niffler took his time. It's true. So I came in hot yesterday, like, where's this baby? <laughs> I'm stressed. <laughs> Went to a baseball game, kept checking my phone. And Leo was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm having a baby. <laughs> and I just haven't figured out when. <laughs> I mean, it's happening. <laughs> baby's in process. The baby's in process. I mean, yeah, that's not wrong. That is what was I'm happening. I'm going to be the craziest. So Lauren and Delia are in the chat talking about the um, the fun aunties that they're going to be. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be that really weird auntie that you love, but you're like, ooh, <laughs> special. <laughs> so like, regular, like. Like now, yeah. like all the time, like always. Like always. Cool. That makes sense. All yeah. right. Um, let's get into this chapter, <laughs> the unknowable room. Well, um, previously. So yeah, so previously on Wizard Team, um, Harry did not do his homework for Dumbledore, and Dumbledore is not mad, just disappointed. Um, Ron still has not broken up with Lavender, but he should. Um, Harry is still obsessed with Draco Malfoy, and you can't Draco's do anything tall. about that because Draco's he's tall. tall. What are you What are you gonna do? Um, Dumbledore showed Harry two more memories of Voldemort. One, um, where he's working at Borgen and Burke's, and then he goes to this old lady's house and then kills her for her trinkets. One is the cup of Hufflepuff, and the other is the is Slytherin's locket. Um, and then, and then he frames, like, and he wow. frames his, and he frames, uh, the woman's house elf. And then Harry's like, wow, SPEW might have wrong, the right yeah. idea. <laughs> He's like, wow, I, maybe I should help Hermione. Um, but then that thought goes away very quickly. Um, and then we see. Where are my house elves and what are they, and are they doing? <laughs> exactly. And then we see another, um, memory where Tom decides to ask for, um, a job at Hogwarts. But he rolls deep with his Death Eaters, and he his face looks melted, and he clearly doesn't want the job. But oh, he wants the job. He wants the job, but he, he doesn't think he's job. gonna get he the job. He don't want y'all to call him Tom. Yeah. yeah, he just has demands that come along with the job. So I want the job, but y'all. He can't didn't call do me a Tom. very good interview. You gotta call me Professor Lord Voldemort. Yeah, he didn't do a good job interview. I want, interviewing I, want I want extra vacation days. I want a raise. I want to make more than you, Dumbledore. He like he like I came in. He, like, came in a little hostile, and it just seems like when you're interviewing for a job, maybe don't. He just needed some, like, I'm saying Hogwarts doesn't teach soft skills. It's true. So how is he that supposed to know? That is true. And he just had some demands. like And he's, and he's been running around. Instead of, we're going to change the curriculum. Yeah. Dumbledore's like, you don't even have a job yet. And he's like, okay, but when I get this job, because you're obviously going to give me this job, because I'm... Voldemort, Lord Voldemort, mm-hmm. don't call me Tom. Mm-hmm. We're going to change the curriculum, and instead of defense against the dark arts, it's going to be dark arts. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, Dumbledore said, "Get your ass out, my office." <laughs> and Voldemort was like, "Fine then." And then immediately after started the first Wizarding World War. So there's that, our first Wizarding War. All because he didn't oh get a God. job, man. It's crazy. He went, he literally went post. That's not funny, but. Like. No, nah, but he was, and the thing is, is, like, that's not why. He was already on the tr- track. He'd already started. 
Yeah. When he came true. to the office, Dumbledore was like, I heard you've been out here wilding. And yeah. Voldemort was like, and? And so? <laughs> the fuck? You actually said that like that's an issue. He said, that might help me teach your kids. Right. <laughs> that's actually what nobody. he said. He said, on my, in my experiences and skills, it said, I've done and seen some shit. <laughs> in the last 50 years since I've been out of school. 30. 30 years. I don't know. I can't, because 30. Snape had just started. Yeah, 30 years. 25, something also, like that. And that just like gives me, so we were talking the other, on Slack, join our Slack people, and I was like, they were, someone was saying something about how I basically said, you know, Sirius Black is Korean, and they had like issues with how I was like, everyone knows that Sirius Black is Korean. And then I was showing them fan art in which like, everyone knows that Sirius Black is Korean. And there's this really great like artwork of him, and he's so young, and this is like post Azkaban, and he's so young and like he looks beaten and whatever. But it just bothered me all over again. Like, they're young. They're very <laughs> Gary young. ass old men. Yeah. Old man Gary <laughs> But um Um, okay, chapter twenty one, a noble room. So um after being read by a Dumbledore, Harry is now trying to figure out how he's gonna get Slughorn to hand over the memory. Um, and he spends a lot of the time poring over his potions book, hoping that the prince will have scribbled something useful in the margin. He is cheating on which, his homework. Well, no, but this isn't even cheating, right? Because it's it for me, it's like, why would this make sense? It's a potions notebook. And like, yeah, there are random spells and stuff in it, but like, it's a potions notebook. It's not a, we're going to, here is how you get a memory from your professor. Because that's not a thing that people generally have to do unless they're fighting dark lords, apparently. Dark wizards. So it just seems weird. And Hermione's like, you're not going to find anything in there. Um, and says, and then Harry's like, don't start. If it hadn't been for the prince, Ron wouldn't be sitting here now. And, and she goes, he would if you just listened to Snape in our first year. Which is a, oh Oh, what? Huh? No? Okay. Which is really ironic as well. Is that the right reason, proper use of ironic? Because he kind yeah, of listened to Snape. Yeah. He just didn't listen to Snape first year. Exactly. Because other thing too. And, and, and also And also in saying that, she's saying like, if I had been there with Ron, I would have grabbed the Bezoar because I listened to Snape in first year. I would have known. Like he's at, like Harry acts like the Bezoar is like this thing. But like it's a very common like you learned it in your first yeah. year. You learned it. <laughs> like it's it was actually the thing that um Snape said to like show Harry that he was an idiot for Exactly. It was like one of the first things he said. Like it's that common. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then Harry ignored her because he had just found an incantation, Septum Sempra, scrawled in the margin above the intri- above the intriguing words for enemies and was itching to try it out. And so Harry's benched already based on page 447, first, chap- first, first page of chapter 21, Harry's benched. Just so y'all know, that's my bench. I mean, you know, sometimes you need to just test things out on your enemies. No. No, no, you don't know what the we don't you don't know what it does. So like, why are you and like it does something for your on your end. and the other ones have been the other ones have been like comical, but not really. Like you're hoisting people up by their ankles, you're causing people's what's it called to grow toenails to grow uncontrollably. You're tongue tying people, like you're attacking people. And this is also super ironic, given him what what he saw. Like if if. If if Harry's kid, if if Albus Potter got into like dove into Professor Draco's thoughts un 
without permission. Um, and, and he saw, might have, because that's one thing that the right. um, and then saw his play did was, you know, that dude was an asshole as well. Okay, but what I'm saying is, I'm in in so. the in the not in not that timeline, just in a, another timeline where those things don't happen because they don't make sense. We're not talking about them because they're derivative <laughs> and boring, and they needed to come up with a new storyline. But if in, if in Albus Potter or James Potter or even Lily, if they had gone into somebody's thoughts, into Jacob's thoughts, and seen their father using Septimsempra or just even like using the tongue the toenail curse on crab and like doing all these things they would think in the same way that when he saw his father using things on Snape he'd be they'd be like oh no my father was terrible like and, and he doesn't but think about and also is, is that they would not have been wrong Harry Potter's it's not great. But what I'm saying is that, and I'm, and I'm not saying that James is great, but what I'm saying is that it's interesting to me that Harry saw that memory. And like, again, obviously it was biased because it's not time travel. It was Snape's memory, but he saw that memory and saw the things that his father and Sirius did. Um, and then, enemies. and thought it would, and had a whole identity crisis over it. And then this year he's just using random spells. He doesn't know to attack people. Like what? I wonder if part of that is also the like, Sirius is dead and nothing even matters anymore. I don't no. think that is the case. Like I, like I get I why I, you would say it, but I and I and I and I think in. I don't think it works in terms of how he's been acting overall. Like I think if his characterization okay. or if his the way that he grieves would, like it's not how that. I don't think that's how it manifests for him. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but it doesn't seem like that's how it manifests for him. Yeah, at least in this, at least in this uh, instance, that works for me. <laughs> right, but also it could it could work that way for different people or different situations. I just don't think that's how it's working in this particular. Because I think I think it maybe could have slightly for Cedric a little bit. Like it feels like he might mm-hmm. he sort of veered into that a little bit. Um, but it's hard too for him to do that when like Voldemort is literally at his doorstep. Like, haha, not just it's- Voldemort, but like. I don't but know. I, I just think it's the it's the idea of like kind of thinking about like when nine eleven happened and we had all these like justifications for like torture and shit mm-hmm. and it's just like <clears throat> but that doesn't make you like yeah it's war but that doesn't mean that you forget morals and who you are and what you believe in yeah you know? but maybe for someone like a very traumatized harry potter it does start to be like well i have to do i have to be prepared to do any and everything because he does also try to do the cruciatus curse that's true and i think that's but i think that's slightly different though because he knew what the animperius like but he knew what those were and he knew what they did beforehand whereas this one he's just like it looks like it might be a laugh right and it's the same thing with with um uh freaking with the other ones, like Leva Corpus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just doing it because he's like, oh, I'll just try it. I'm curious. And then it does a thing and it happens to have a comical effect in this instance. And, and so, lucky. and then, he, yeah, basically he gets lucky and he doesn't realize that that's what it is. Like, he doesn't realize that all of these spells in this book are not just like harmless, relatively harmless. Um, and like, obviously, we'll talk about this when we actually get to Second Sembra, but like, Fuck that chapter. I hate this. I hate it. Um, in the chat, um, Delia says, for enemies, and he's intrigued. Harry, who calls people their enemies? Um, and then Ariana says, very, very immature people. 
and that once she was on a date with a guy who referred to his more his mortal enemies and she was like oh hell no I used to call, what did I used to call Amadi, my arch nemesis? Um, but also, like, that's obviously a joke. It was obviously a joke, but he was, like, he, I mean, he was on some, like, villain, like, some Dr. Evil shit where I just felt like I would pop up and he'd be like, and I'm like, I have an arch nemesis for some reason. I don't know how it happened. But I wasn't, like. But you're not, like, seriously talking about your mortal talk, enemies. Right. Like, because what are you doing? Unless you're Harry Potter, you don't have mortal enemies, and your only you mortal enemy would be Voldemort. Draco's not his mortal enemy. If he wants to use second temper on Voldemort, fine. That's the only enemy you can have. As well, it doesn't say mortal Harry James but it still says four enemies, it and I just feel enemies. like yeah. I just feel like Harry doesn't have. You have people who you don't mess with, right? Like, well, we've already talked about this when we talked just, about Draco, where we were like, if you if I don't mess with you, I don't mess with you. That's it. That's not your enemy. He's the worst. You don't like him. And when you leave him the fuck alone. And then if it's Voldemort, though, where he's like literally coming to kill you. Sure. You set them separate. <laughs> Might as well. But when it's Voldemort, he's just like, Expelliarmus! Like, what? <laughs> what? What? Fucking <laughs> Harry Potter, bro. I can't. He never once uses Sectum. He never he once uses Sectum Sempera. But he could have been like, okay, that, uh... Draco didn't deserve that, but I know someone who might deserve that at some okay. point in the near future. Instead, Expelliarmus. I'm just, I'm irritated. Okay. Anyway. Well, I'm um, entertained. A, the date for the apparition test has been set for the 21st of April, but Harry can't do it because he's not going to be 17 by then. So it's just all the, all the students who will be 17 by that date. Um, Ron was freaking out. And, but then uh, you but have to re... They just, they like, they do it. On a rolling basis, or do you yeah. have to like go in and make an appointment? I think it's not super clear, but there's a moment where like Harry's like, I can. He's like, I'll just do it in four months. Ah, like he'll do it later. And so basically, Harry's like, so Ron's freaking out, and Harry's like, well, I mean, I can't do it anyway. So because Ron is like, you at least you can apparate because Harry has done it one time. Um, and Hermione's done it like four times because she's Hermione motherfucking Granger. Um, and then, but Harry's like, but it's not like I'm actually going to be able to take the test. So it's not a big deal. Um, and then they, so Ron is working on his Snape essay, which was about Dementors and Harry expected to receive low marks on his because he disagreed with Snape on the best way to tackle Dementors, which is kind of hilarious, but also like. I wonder That's what Snape thinks is the best way to tackle Dementors. <laughs> like, I'm curious. Snape probably, I want, oh no, never mind. Damn it. What? Nothing, because it's too dumb to say now. Oh. That my brain caught up with my mouth. Got you. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, is it like, because to me, I would just think like, use a Patronus charm. Yeah. But, okay, so this is what I was going to say. Patronus charms are supposed to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, Harry's just so talented and such a great teacher that everyone in Harry's ear can make a freaking... I don't think everyone can, though. I mean, all the DA members. No, but I'm saying I don't think all of them but, can. Um, and only, like, a handful of them can do, like, corporeal. Corporeal. Thank you. I was like, why is the word not coming out the way it's supposed to? Um, yeah. But, so, I would... <laughs> I would agree with Snape. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. that it probably isn't the most efficient way to deal with Dementors because it's not 
and very easy spell. If you can't make a corporeal Patronus, then when a Dementor comes by, it seems like a waste of time and energy to be sitting there expect a Patroni. Maybe the best way to tackle a Dementor is to run. You know, that would be my go-to. Except for running. (laughs) I'm not very good at running. That's true. I'm not going to run. I would just get shot. Somehow be out. Apparate. Maybe it's ridiculous. No. No. Mm-hmm. La- what's like laughing at a Dementor have... gonna do? A Dementor's just gonna be like, okay, but I'm still giving you this kiss though. So Right. And also they would laugh. just like have that's more that's more emotions for them to feed off of. Exactly. So maybe yeah. it's oh my god. I think god. it's just a Patronus. Maybe, I think it might be um occlumency and being able to shut your mind. Oh maybe. But mm. Harry can't do that shit. Nope. So he disagrees. But also, I'm like, do the Patronus. (laughs) Um, So then Harry, but Harry didn't care because Slughorn's memory was finally the most important thing to him. Um, And Hermione's like, there's only one way to force someone to do what you want. And it's the Imperius curse, which is illegal. And Harry's like, that's why I'm looking for something different. Dumbledore says Veritaserum won't do, but there might be something else, a potion or a spell. Um, And Hermione says, only you can get that memory, Dumbledore says. That must mean you can, only you can persuade Slughorn where other people can't. So it's not about tricking him to drink something. It's not about, like, because Dumbledore literally said, like, I I could try that, but he's not going to, um... Give the correct memory. Exactly. So, like, there's no reason for that. Um, and then... Okay, so then, so then Ron is having issues with his uh, essay because he's using one of Fred and George's spell check uh, quills and the charm is wearing off. So now it's spelling words in the way that it's not, um, including his name. It's spelling it as Runal Waslib. That's where that came from. It is where it came. Well, it's partly where <laughs> it came from. It also comes from, I think, Sectumsempera. Like this chapter is just like pre and it makes me mad. And even though Sectumsempera isn't for another like three or four chapters, I just... It's gross. Anyway, I Hermione's like, like made you mad about Sectum Simpra. Basically, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And I just <laughs> so want to like entire book. I just want to kick Harry out. in the face and make him go sit in a corner. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel about my dog. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yikes. Um. Okay. So then, um. So Hermione's like, I can fix it. Um, so she pulls, so she takes out her wand and starts to like fix the letters so that Ron doesn't have to rewrite the entire essay. Um, and Ron says, I love you, Hermione. And she goes, don't let Lavender hear you saying that. I won't, said Ron, or maybe I will. Then she'll ditch me. Or just buck the fuck up and break, break up with up her. Break up with her. It is not, it's not it that is difficult. uncomfortable. So we were talking about this in the Slack, join our Slack. We just feel like, why haven't y'all joined the Slack yet? Like we're <laughs> talking about all the awesome shit we talk about in there. And you still haven't done it. And I just worried about y'all. Anyway, we were saying that um, Harry's love language is obviously sacrifice, right? Like Mm -hmm. throw himself at the Department of Mysteries, even though he don't know shit about shit. Throw himself at uh, the Corsair Stone, even though nobody asked him. And then um, Connie was brought up that like Hermione's love language might be acts of service, which is like she doesn't like doing their homework but she does it and she does like she throws herself into helping Hagrid um defend Buckbeak even though she's got too much shit going on and, and she's 13. 13 um and so like 
you, like those are their things and we were and i was like and ron's love language is and we're still trying to figure it out so no i think like, i think we just it's words of encouragement or affirmation i don't buy it i think it is he, he because i think so much well he's bad no love language well when he's mad that the opposite of that right would be to bring people down for one also i think that like when when he's in his feelings this is different right because when he's in his feelings it's often because he feels like he's not getting that love he's not getting the words of affirmation that he wants um but when he's not in his chest like he is one of the ma- first people to stand up for his friends and for other people um so i think that i think that's what his love language is okay so but you know if other people have other thoughts ideas. you know let us know um, but now I kind of lost the thread of where I was going with that. Because um, we're talking about Hermione using or helping with the homework or with lavender, bringing no, up the lavender. Was... Oh, right. So because his like his whole thing is about encouragement, um, breaking up with someone would be like the opposite of being encouraging. So maybe that's why he has such a hard time with it. Maybe. But um. Thinking about how he feels when he thinks that he's rubbish at something. But like also like not being told the truth or not being or being coddled mm-hmm. is a problem that he has. And I feel like because he wants to be coddled all the time, he coddles other people who don't need it and don't benefit from that behavior. Yeah. Which is, I think, what he's trying to do with Lavender. When it's like what Lavender actually wants and needs is a boyfriend that likes her. And if you're not going to be that person... Let her go get that. Mm-hmm. So I still think like no matter what, even if it's like particularly difficult for Ron to just buck up, like he should just buck up because that's the, they're, they're still kids, but they're not kids anymore. Yeah. Like this is like the correct proper action to take. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then... Ron's like just talking about how hard it is to break up with someone saying that the more that he hints that he wants to finish it the tighter she holds on um which you know it's poor lavender right like I think that she can tell that Ron is pulling away and also they never really had a relationship that was super substantial because oftentimes it was like not to say that physical intimacy is not substantial but like that was all that they were doing and so once Ron cools off that, then she's like, there's really no, there's not much else for them to do. And so then she's just like, what's, you know, what's going on? Um, and I think, you know, Hermione being there is not necessarily helping. Um, so then Ron borrows Hermione's quill for the conclusion. Um, and then as he's finishing it, Creature appears. Ron spills ink all over his essay, which is yikes. Um, and then Creature appears and he's like, I'm here to report on Malfoy. And then Dobby comes, appears and says, Dobby has been helping too. And Creature ought to let Dobby, ought to tell Dobby when he's coming to see Harry Potter so they can make the reports together. Um, and Hermione's like, what's happening? And then Harry, yeah. Harry realized that he hadn't told Hermione about setting Creature and Dobby on Malfoy. Um, because house elves are a touchy subject with her. As they should be. And you shouldn't be freaking using house elves setting them on people because the other thing too is like first of all just setting them on people and like using and like leave Malfoy alone but second of all like 
you're not paying them to do this thing and you're not asking them like maybe Dobby you're asking he's doing it as a friend but like you're ordering creature to do this thing like which if if you follow his logic thread and Malfoy is a death eater is highly dangerous thing to ask creature to do right because if they find out definitively what he's up to or if he's a death eater and they get caught doing it and he's an actual death eater, what do you think that's going to happen to your house elf? You're going to get got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For something that he didn't want to do in the first place. Like, it's just so, it's like, why? Because he is a problem. Um, and then he says that they've been following Malfoy for me, night and day, croaked creature. Dobby has not sleep. Dobby has not slept for a week, Harry Potter, said Dobby, which is like, obviously Dobby does the most. Um, so that's part of it. But also like, Harry maybe should have thought of that. Like, you don't have to, when he's, when Malfoy's in bed, go to bed. Once he's in his common room, you don't have to follow him anymore. Um, and Hermione is like, surely Harry, you didn't tell him that. Um, and Harry's like, of course not. Dobby, you can sleep. But has any of you found anything? Um, Master Malfoy moves with the nobility that befits his pure blood, said Creature. <laughs> his features recall the fine bones of my mistress, and his manners are those of... It's like very, um... Uh... What's it? Like editorial? <laughs> it's just like... Such a, like... It's extra, is what it is. But um, And then Dobby says, Draco Malfoy is a bad boy bad boy who who and then he you know runs at the fire um because he still finds it difficult to speak ill of his family still he still finds it difficult to talk ill of of malfoy yeah four years later um so this is like thinking again about the conditioning that house elves are put into and like some of that is magical but even when the magic is no longer working like they still have the urge and are still used to like self harm when they speak ill of like their former masters, and it's gross. And the fact that J.K. Rowling didn't freaking realize how awful this is. <sighs> okay, Belize and also just she is a privileged, just lazy and not doesn't interrogate the shit, and it's just here and it's frustrating. Anyways, um. Creature starts to talk some more. Master Malfoy eats in the Great Hall. He sleeps in a dormitory in the dungeons. He attends his classes in a variety of... Dobby, you tell me, said Harry. Um, And then uh, Dobby says, The Malfoy boy is breaking no rules that Dobby can discover, but he is still keen to avoid detection. He has been making regular visits to the seventh floor with a variety of students who keep watch with him while he enters. The room of requirements, said Harry, smacking himself on the forehead. That's where he's been sneaking off to. That's where what he. That's where he's doing whatever he's doing, and I bet that's why he's been disappearing off the map. Come to think of it, I've never seen the room requirement on there, which I feel like. I feel like there was a moment in Order of the Phoenix where Harry would watch the map to let people go in twos and threes. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were leaving the DA and. While it's maybe the case that, like, the movement requirement isn't on there, it feels weird to me that that wasn't mentioned in Order of the Phoenix, especially because it, because it like, is such a big p- plot point in this book and the next. Um, 
Yeah, it's just, it's probably just a miss, but it just occurred to me this time where I'm like, it seems like something he would have noticed, like, hey, we're not on the Marauders map while I'm looking at it to make sure y'all all get to, you're back to your dorms without running into Umbridge. Um, so yeah, so then Ron says maybe the Marauders never knew there was a room there. Um, and then Hermione says, I think it'll be a part of the magic of the room. If you need it to be unplottable, it will be. Um, and then Dobby asks if Malfoy, if he, or sorry, Harry asks if Dobby's been able to get inside the room to see what he's doing. Um, and Dobby says, no, that's impossible. No, it's not, said Harry at once. Malfoy got into our headquarters there last year, so I bet I'll be able to get in and spy on him. No problem. But I don't think you will. No problem. It took Malfoy and Umbridge the better part of a year. To figure it out. Um, and then... And they had a spy. Or, like, veritaserumed someone. Well, no, they didn't veritaserum anyone. Oh. Marietta turned... No, no, no. Told, Marietta did it on her own. Yeah. But they had a spy. But they... No, not technically, because Marietta told her that day, and they went that day. So, like... But, her, they, but Mar- Marietta probably told her, you have to go past and say, like... Right, so, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what Hermione, spy, so what Hermione's part, saying, uh, what Hermione says is Malfoy ar- knew, already knew exactly how he'd be using the room because, uh, Marietta had blabbed. He needed the room to become the headquarters of the DA, so it did. But you don't know what the room becomes when Malfoy goes in there, so you don't know what to ask it to transform into. There'll be a way around that, said Harry dismissively, even though every time Hermione says something, she's correct. Literally every time she gives him advice or tells him to do something... She's right, but he just dismisses her every freaking time. Um, Delia says that um, the fact that Hermione is putting up with any of this between Ron and Harry on 10 this year is a miracle. Um, and Amani wants to hashtag get Hermione new friends 1996, but didn't we also say get Hermione new friends five ever? Two five forever, ever. Forever. Because in the time. 2018, Hermione probably needs a new friend and a new husband. I'm just saying. She's doing a lot. Um, and then Lauren says, Creature has opinions. He's entitled. You can't put chains on his mind. <laughs> and his mind thinks that Malfoy um, moves a with a nobility that befits his pure blood. <laughs> All I hear from that is like, my man's got a bone structure. He's tall. He's tall. Creature um, sees it. Creature knows. Creature's like, I get it, man. But leave me out of it. But please. why? Yeah. Why me? Um, then Harry says, you've done brilliantly, Dobby. Creature's done well, too, said Hermione kindly. And then, of course, Creature is like, the mudblood is freaking the creature and all that stuff. And <laughs> Harry's like, get out of it. Um, you better go get some sleep, too, Dobby. So Creature and Dobby leave. But can Creature um, get some sleep, though? I guess Creature has been sleeping. He's like, I'm not... No, but he probably has been sleeping, but also, like, it's just, you know, the difference between the way that Harry talks to Dobby and Creature, and I get that, like, Creature was a part of the whole end of Order of the Phoenix and everything, but he doesn't take what Dumbledore said. But also, like, yes, it's sad, but also thinking again about things that Harry learned in his fifth year that he is not now utilizing, right? And, like, he, like, the whole part, the whole point of, you know, Creature turning on Sirius was because of the way he was being treated. Um, And Dumbledore mentions that, and Harry's like, you can't talk about Sirius, but also, you know, later he could maybe think about it. um, And sleep on it, right? And and then also, again, be on some um, 
and then think like, okay, I have to at least try to be kind. Whether I like him or not, I have to try to speak to him in a way that's respectful. Um, and so saying, but I also you've done brilliantly, like- Dobby, and then cutting it off. So this is like, and so Delia points out the fact that Creature is literally like saying racial slurs, which is true. But what I'm, but this is before he starts saying that, right? Like, mm-hmm. if Harriet said, you've done brilliantly, Dobby and Creature, Hermione wouldn't have to say anything, and then we wouldn't have creatures saying racial slurs. At least in this particular instance. And also um, the fact that, like, when he mentions not sleeping, he's like, of course I want you to sleep. You can sleep, Dobby. Right. And Creature. Right. Just like the humanity, I guess, in that. Yeah. Just, like, just make sure he's well taken care of, and you don't mm-hmm. have to do all this. And it's why, oh like, it's why even when, when once Harry finally realizes that he should talk to creature nicely, um, and he and he only does it initially for his own gain, and not actually because he sees creature's humanity. And then creature all of a sudden is like, uh, devoted to him, and is like nice and stuff. It's gross. And it only the thing that's really gross about that too is that it only takes like him saying one nice thing one time. Exactly, and then all of a sudden he's making him soup and stew and it's like oh wash your clothes and have you you were late and all that it's just it's like uh huh it's freaking like it's awful and it's like so many stereotypes and like things but we are not there yet and so we will wait um and as Delia says these stories are not sophisticated enough to properly navigate this plot so I say just burn it all Burn the damn plot. You don't need it. It's really not but necessary. Only the, the house elf plot. That's plot. what I mean. Burn, burn all the house elf shit. Put something else in there. There can just be elves and they like to help people because they're wizard's friends. Sorry, my but, dog just decided to start licking my leg. No. But yeah, it it makes me want to. As kick. it should. Yeah. It's gross. Okay. Anyway, um. How good's this, said Harry. We know where Malfoy's going. We've got him cornered now. And I'm like, and both Harry and Ron, I mean, Hermione and Ron are definitely in their head like, who is we? <laughs> like. This is all you, though. Like, what I is know. you even talking about? Like, I'm just trying Ron's to get like, through my I'm sixth year. Pass apparition. And I'm I trying mean, to figure out a way to get rid of Lavender. That's that's me. Those are my that's, priorities. <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to find new friends. And, you know. Find people who actually listen to my advice when mm-hmm. I give good advice. And get through this year and Voldemort's right. rise alive. Right. Well, I mean, and then Ron is sitting here like his whole paper has been ruined with the ink that's spilled. But Hermione pulls it towards her and, so- and siphons it off with her wand because she is an intellectual. Um, so then Hermione's like, what's with uh, Malfoy being there with a variety of students? Um, and Harry's like, that is weird. I heard him telling Crab that it wasn't Crab's business because he was stealing. So what's he telling all these, all these? And then he realizes that, um, well, first he says, God, I've been stupid, which is like, wow. That's the um, summary for this book. So that's great. Of the series, not just the book. Don't sell them short. Um, and he says, of this, this book, this book particularly, he's not always being stupid, I don't think. Like, I think. That's not true. I think there are moments when he's smart and there are moments when him being stupid is not the largest thing, but like this book, I just want him to stop. 
So then Harry's like, he realizes that Malfoy nicked the Polyjuice potion from their first po- from their first potions lesson when Slughorn was like, he had all those potions out, mm-hmm. um, and they were just it was just sitting there. So Harry was like, it'd be easy to use Polyjuice potion. So they've got Crab. It's just Crab and Goyle um, disguised as different people, um, and saying they're stupid enough to do what they're told, even if he won't tell them what he's up to. But he doesn't want them to see, be seen lurking outside the room of requirement. So he's got them taking Polyjuice to make them look like other people. Um, those two girls I saw them, him with when he missed Quidditch. It was Crab and Goyle. Um, so this whole time it's just been these. It's been Crab and Goyle. Um, when people go by, they'll drop the scales or they'll make a loud noise so Malfoy knows that there's someone around. Um, and then Harry's and this like is confirmed, right? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I know it's true, but like, I'm just wondering if anyone ever confirms that delusion, or are we just are like, okay, it's true. It's oh, what delusion? That 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 it's polyjuice potion. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a little convenient that they figure it all out right now, but it is. Um. So then, uh, Ron says, "No wonder they don't look happy these days. I'm surprised they don't tell him to stuff it. Well, they wouldn't, would they, if he'd shown them his dark mark?" Said Harry. Hmm. The dark mark we don't know exists," said Hermione skeptically. Which I just love that she's always like, "Pull it back. Like, let's let's operate on fact and the things that we actually know." Like, <laughs> you know, I love that you said that, and I could totally see Hermione saying, "Let's operate on fact." Um. You're just so on brand. And Delia says that Hermione is smarter than this. She really wants to know what's going through her head and why she is still here because she would have been gone. When she was young, she did not suffer fools lightly. She would walk away and play by herself rather than get caught up in that mess. You're going to do what? Well, I'm going to go play by the swings. I'll see y'all after teacher puts y'all in timeout. I was the same way, to be honest. And that just makes me really want all six of these books from Hermione's perspective. Hermione Granger and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. Hermione Granger and the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Hermione Granger and the good God, our defense against the dark arts future as a werewolf. What are they doing? This is a school. Also, I travel in time. And I travel in time. <laughs> um, okay, and then... Uh, so Harry's like, we'll see. Yes, we will, said Hermione. Um, but before you get all excited, I don't think you sh- you'll be able to get into the room of requirement without knowing what's there first. And I don't think you should forget. You Sorry. And I don't think you should forget that you're supposed to be concentrating on getting the memory from Slughorn. Good night. So like, she's literally the only freaking like. She should be the one trying to get this damn memory because she could get it. Dumbledore needs to just call Hermione. And be like, I know Harry's technically in the prophecy, but like, can can you just can This is honestly the lesson that I've learned in the last two books. Snape, teach Harry occlumency. Really? Dumbledore, just call Hermione. <laughs> Harry, get this memory from Slug. No! Dumbledore, didn't you learn from last year? Call Hermione. Just call Hermione. Black women always got to do it. It's a problem. I'm sure that's why she's like not even offering to really do anything. She's just like, bro, come up with a goddamn strategy. So what do you think, said uh, Harry asked Ron, instead of, you know, doing what the fuck Hermione said. Wish I could disapparate like a house elf, said Ron. I'd have that apparition test in the bag. 
Um, so again, Ron does not care. Nobody cares, Harry. Just, you know, do something else. So then he doesn't sleep well. So then the next day, sorry. Um, so the next day, Harry had a free period before defense gets the dark arts and was determined to spend it trying to get into the room of requirement. Um, Hermione was rather ostentatiously showing no interest in his whispered prance, plans for forcing entry into the room, which irritated Harry because she, he thought she might be a lot of help if she wanted to. But she doesn't want to because the thing that she wants to help you with is something that actually matters and has more to directly do with your role in defeating Voldemort. Oh, what's that? And, you know, maybe getting this memory from Slughorn. And she's been giving you ideas on that, but you don't want to take that advice. Instead, you want her to, you want her to tell you how to get it into the room of requirement to get out, go after Malfoy's ass? I feel no. like, how many pages ago was he finally focused? Just like, one. I'm focused. Just like two pages. I'm focused. I'm doing the thing that I was supposed to do. Squirrel! Just like, bro. And then Delia says, but also this is their first year in newt level courses. Um, and she's in battling with Ron all year. So she's just, she has a lot going on. Like, why does she need to be worried about goddamn Malfoy? Like, why do any of us? It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, look, he said, I haven't forgotten about Slughorn, but I haven't got a clue on how to get the memory off him. And until I get a brainwave, why shouldn't I find out what Malfoy's doing? Which is like, not how this works. You have to actually spend some time. Like, I get it. Sometimes it is, like, when I write, sometimes I'll be stuck on something, and then I'm like, okay, really, I should just step away, because at some point, it'll just come in my head. But this is different. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Harry, I just don't think that this is... It's only slightly how it works, and I think that he's using... He's like, I'm I'm marinating on it, which he's not. Um... And he should and just you you do gave that. up all of your marination time when you were actively not doing anything, right? Right. You don't have to. You don't have any more. And again, he knows that Dumbledore told him not to worry about Malfoy for a reason, and because he like he knows that Dumbledore prioritizes Slughorn more than Malfoy. Knows that Dumbledore probably knows about Malfoy and is dealing with it in his own way. Does not know what that way is. But he is dealing with it. It is not all up to you all the time. Like, I just, every time he does this. And I just need him to not. Need him to not. Um, so, I already told you you need to persuade Slughorn, said Hermione. It's not a question of tricking him or bewitching him or Dumbledore could have done it in a second. Instead of messing outside the room of requirement, you should go and find Slughorn and start appealing to his better nature. Um... She opens the Daily Prophet, and Harry or Ron asks if there's anyone they know, and Hermione says yes, but it's all right. He's not dead. It's Mundungus. He's been arrested and sent to Azkaban, something to do with impersonating an inferior during an attempted burglary. And how the fuck is this dude in the order? Can we just <laughs> like, talk what? about like, that episode of Cops, a.k.a. Orders? <laughs> and, like, is he on something? Like... My man is trying to be an inferior. Uh, My dad is, I know that's you. Uh. And then it's also like, he's using you can't it's funny. An imp- you can't say that you were imperialist. Right. Like, it's funny, but then it's also like a huge problem because like, you're using this fear and like, the fact that Voldemort is back to try to steal from someone, but you're also in the Order of the Phoenix. And so, like, you're actively fighting against Voldemort, but then also using that fear to... I'm just... 
Why is he in the Order? Because he's not in the Order of the Phoenix. He's just some dude. For some reason, they gave the... I don't know why they let him do this. It doesn't make sense. He is just some dude. Mm-hmm. In the criminal justice system, <laughs> there are two equally important but distinct groups. One, the law enforcement who investigates crimes, and two, the prosecutors who prosecute the offenders. I'm messing this up because I'm upset. None, not man, one of those distinct but equally important groups are the criminal informant. He is a criminal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this kind of shit. Like Briscoe and Green would not let this shit ride. I just I'm I'm very confused. I'm sorry, Lieutenant all. Lou, you, you hired the CI? You don't hire him. You give him twenty dollars and you let him slide on a couple of low level misdemeanors. That's it. You don't give him a badge. Nope. nope. Bullshit. Um, so Octavius Pepper has vanished, um, and then a nine-year-old boy has been arrested for trying to kill his grandparents because they think he was, but they think he was under the Imperius curse. Um, which is a much better excuse, to be honest, for doing some illegal shit than trying to be an infield ride. Mm-hmm. Like, Mundugas ain't even a smart criminal. No. I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> he tried to be an infield ride, so I, there's just, it's a problem. Um, and so then... After breakfast, Hermione goes for ancient to ancient runes. Ron goes to finish his Dementor essay, and Harry goes to stalk Malfoy. Um, he gets to the seventh floor. He wasn't sure whether his chances of getting inside the room were better with Malfoy inside or out. Um, but at least his first attempt wasn't going to be complicated by the presence of crab of crab or Goyle, so Malfoy's not in there. Um, he goes but in. Also, doesn't the room just become what you want it to be? Yes, but like, can multiple people be using the room of requirement not at the same time, but like at the same time, like not at the same, like could multiple people be using the room of requirement this year for different things? No, well, not not at yes, but not at the exact exact same time. Same time, but yeah, 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 because it's you're using it like you use it on Monday, I use it on Wednesday. Mm Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so Harry says, I need to see, so he's concentrating on the, do- on, um, the door, um, and he says, I need to see what Malfoy's doing in here, I need to see what Malfoy's doing in here, I need to see what Malfoy's doing in here, and then nothing happened, because that is not, like, you have to be explicit, and you have to know what you're looking for, and just, I need to see what he's doing in here is not how it works, because Malfoy goes there, so that no one knows what he's doing in there. That's, like, one of the main reasons why he's in the room of requirement in the first place um and then harry's like okay i thought the wrong thing um and then he starts thinking i need to see the place where malfoy keeps coming secretly that doesn't work um and then he says i need to see i need you to become the place you become for malfoy um which is still no door he swears someone screamed and harry looked to see a gaggle of first years running back around the corner apparently under the impression that he they had just encountered a particularly foul mouth ghost because he's under the invisibility cloak um he tried every variation of, I need to see what Draco Malfoy is doing inside you that he could think of for an entire hour. Um, but then it didn't work. so dirty. It does. It does. It very much does. Um, that's what and- she said. <laughs> Ooh, do you think that at Hogwarts, instead of that's what she said, they go, that's what Peeve said. 
his piece. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. No, you don't think. Don't don't placate me. <laughs> Just don't patronize me. Sorry. Keep going. Maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> um. So then. So then he's so then late again. Potter said Snape as he as Harry hurries into the classroom. Ten points from Gryffindor. So like. And Harry's mad because other, the, the half of the class was still on their feet taking out books and organizing their things. He could not be much later than any of them, which is not how it worked. You walked in late. They're already in the classroom getting ready for a class, but you're late because you out here looking for Malfoy at the room requirement. So how about get your stuff together? But also like... This is the only moment where I'm going to defend even a slight bit of Snape no. in the rest of this chapter. But I'm just saying... you're mad at him about the dumb shit he was doing, but to be honest... He got got on the technicality. Class has not started. He's not interrupted anything. Yeah, but I think sometimes also it's like when the bell rings and you walk in after you're late, whether class is like yes, started, started but or like not. it's the spirit of the law versus the letter. Like I get, yes, but I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying I've had teachers like. I've had that happen before, and it, it like came after the bell. You're late. I mean, obviously we didn't have house points, so that wasn't a thing, but it was a thing. Um, I'm just saying I'm not irritated at Snape in this particular situation, but it's about to change in 2.2 seconds. So you know, okay. don't listen to me. Um, right. I'll so before. <laughs> before we start, I want you to mentor essay. Said Snape, so he takes it and then says, "And I hope for your sakes they are better." And the tripe I had to endure on resisting the Imperius curse. Um, and then Seamus raises his hands and asks, how do you tell the difference between an Imperius and a ghost? Because there was something in the paper about an Imperius. No, there wasn't, said Snape. But sir, I heard people talking. If you had actually read the article in question, Mr. Finnegan, you would have known that the so-called Imperius was nothing but a smelly sneak thief by the, sorry, smelly sneak thief by the name of Mundungus Flesher. I thought Snape- Which is like also, sorry- before uh-huh. we go really deep into it, I just want to say, like, how small this world is, that he's like, by the name of Mundungus Fletcher, like, bruh, you ain't gotta be telling his whole business like that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's in the paper. I mean, I know, but, like... And he knows Mundungus. Mundungus might be somebody's cousin up in here. Like, he's still that a smelly that nobody want to talk about? He's still a smelly sneak thief. He just pretended to be an inferior to burgle. <laughs> like, right. he pretended to be a burgling inferior. <laughs> like, I just... At this point, I don't want to defend Mundungus. <laughs> I know. I just it's just don't. like everybody's, you don't want to defend Snape, don't want to defend Mundungus, you don't want to defend, like, yeah. it's just like, I don't everybody know. needs a nap. Yeah. Um, and then Harry's like, I thought Snape and Mundungus were on the same side. Shouldn't he be upset about Mundungus being arrested? But, like, no, no. Mundungus was doing some dumb, no, shit, some dumb and shit. He did. And, like, what? He, I would have been like, I told you, Dumbledore, you shouldn't add him to the order. Like, what? You got us out here. <laughs> fraternizing with right you only like, tell them just, members of the order half of the story anyway so you could just tell mundungus one third of the fourth of the i don't know whatever or just like don't let you him don't in the grim off place order. like why is he here <laughs> like so him getting arrested and gets an ass man off some dumb shit like okay we already knew that shit was gonna happen molly's probably in the borough talking shit too because like what the fuck is mundungus doing <laughs> um so then being a problem um, so Snape says, but Potter has seems to have a lot of say on the subject. Let us ask Potter how we would tell the difference between an inferior and a ghost. And this is like a very, again, Snape is about to get out of pocket, but this is not it yet because this seems like a thing. 
And like sometimes teachers do it and it is annoying and out of pocket, but it is a thing that they use often. Um, calling out students for talking by asking, by like trying to make sure they're listening in a way or like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it correctly, but they see somebody talking well, and they're also- like, oh, what do you think about this thing that we're talking about to make sure that they're like on it. And like Snape is mostly doing it because he's being vindictive, but it is a tactic that teachers use in general. In law school, I don't know how that, in law school they have this thing called the Socratic Method, and if you've ever watched Legally Blonde, <laughs> which if you haven't, like, get your life together, but when she walks in and they just start throwing mm-hmm. um, questions at the students, like that's, so you're like, they know that you're prepared and it's how they yeah. determine if you've done the readings and stuff. But it's also very, like, dangerous? I don't know if dangerous is the right word, but it's very like, it's one of those practices where like, you don't know if someone has it, has actually not Mm -hmm. done the reading or if they just freeze up under pressure because they're not good at like being put on the spot or, you know, just like have performance anxiety or whatever. So it's like a very um, hit or miss. So Snape says, you know, What's the difference between a nefarious and a ghost? And Harry goes, uh, well, ghosts are transparent. Oh, very good, interrupted Snape. <laughs> yes, it is easy to see that nearly six years of magical education have not been wasted on you, Potter. Ghosts are transparent. Pansy Parkinson let out a high-pitched giggle, and Harry took a deep breath and kept going, yeah, ghosts are transparent, is but in fair eye are dead bodies, aren't they? So they'd be solid. A five-year-old could have told us as much, sneered Snape. Um, the... Uh, right, and if the Inferius is a, a corpse that has been reanimated by a dark wizard's spells. It is not alive. It is merely used like a puppet to do dark to do the wizard's bidding. And a ghost, as I trust you are all aware by now, is the imprint of a departed soul left upon the earth. And of course, as as Potter so wisely tells us, is transparent. Well, what Harry said is the most. So again, this kind of goes to uh, words of affirmation slightly. So Ron says, "Well, what Harry said is the most useful if we're trying to tell them apart." When we come face to face with one down a dark alley, we're going to have a shefty to see if it's solid, aren't we? We're not going to be asking, excuse me, are you the imprint of a departed soul? <laughs> and I do love Ron. Like, <laughs> I do. Um, and then Snape takes another 10 points from Gryffindor and says, I would expect nothing more sophisticated from you, Ronald Weasley. The boy is so solid he cannot operate half an inch across the room. First of all, you're a teacher. So, like... You shouldn't be upset. First, like, you're already, like, goading Harry and being disrespectful to Harry as if you, too, are a 16-year-old boy. And then when Ron claps back, like, why are you acting like a 16-year-old boy? You proceed to further act in such a matter, a manner. And it makes no sense. But also, um... Mm-hmm. called Ron Solid, which has, like, two meanings. So Rod could be like, thank you, Professor. I am very solid and a steady personality. And um, yeah. Instead, Hermione yeah. has to hold him back. I appreciate that um, And then Snape says uh, to read the first two paragraphs on the Cruciatus Curse. Um, after class, Lavender catches up with them to and abuse Snape hotly for his jibe about Ron's apparition. But, see, but this seemed to merely irritate Ron, and he shook her off by making a detour into the boys' bathroom. Um, and then and Ron's all feeling bad because he's like, I'll never be able to apparate. And Harry's like, um, you might as well do the extra practice sessions in Hogsmeade. It'll be more interesting than trying to get into a stupid hoop anyway. Then if you're not as good as you'd like to be, you can postpone the, des- the test and do it with me over the sum. Myrtle, this is the boys' bathroom. 
Um, and then Myrtle, moaning Myrtle, shows up. She says, oh, it's you two. Um, who are you expecting, said Ron. Nobody, said Myrtle. He said he'd come back and see me, but then you said you'd pop in and visit me too, and I haven't seen you for months and months. I've learned not to expect too much from boys, which is like, you go, girl. Don't do that. But also, like, ill. And <laughs> but also, ill. <laughs> but also, technically, she died when she was, like, a teenager, so... I don't know that she's getting, yeah. I was like, I, I don't think like that she's getting much so more, like, Ill. she's not maturing in any way. Um, but also, he, the boy that she's talking about is Malfoy, because this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, just so y'all are aware. Also, it, like, that part really hurts my heart, because, like, he can only confide <laughs> But he has mm-hmm. so many feelings. Where is the guidance counselor? You I couldn't go to the guidance counselor, counselor if you're the Death Eater. So I'm, so I'm trying to kill Dumbledore. And I gotta kill the headmaster. <laughs> like, that is, has to be mandatory for you. You're right. You're so, right. yeah. He wouldn't, there's really right. no one to go to. Because. a lot on his yeah, heart. Yeah, it is. No, it totally is. And it totally Myrtle? Is. It's the only yeah, outlet you got. can't talk to the Bloody Baron. He doesn't really talk much. And so. But he could would scream it through the like, halls. I'm surprised Myrtle isn't going to. Well, like, she really values relationships, relationships. and I know, so I think that's but, partly why. Like she needs, she like even with Harry and them, she didn't tell anybody about the Polyjuice Potion because she was like, they're coming to talk, they're coming around, they're talking to me, they you know are interested in me in some ways. They trust, they trust. So me. I think that yeah, they're friends. Yeah, um, Delia says uh, she's not gonna lie; she feels for Malfoy. In a weird twist, it makes her further dislike this book because she's tired of Harry and feeling for Malfoy. <laughs> it's true, though. That's, like, the one thing about this book that I'm always like, this is yeah. uncomfortable. But I've always really felt for Malfoy because Malfoy is a kid. Like, he's a mm-hmm. terrible fucking kid and he really needs to get punched. Um, shout out to Hermione for doing mm-hmm. the Lord's work. But, like, he's a kid who grew up with no good role models and no like direction and then in this time of need the headmaster is like let's just see what he's gonna do when he could have just been like Draco please come to the headmaster's office so I know you are supposed to kill me and I don't want to get in the way of that but let's talk it out how you feeling about this (laughs) of killing me want to try it right now does that make you feel better oh my goodness you know it's kind of like Order of the Phoenix when he, like, tries to, like, sh- stay away well, from Well, yeah, because I was going to say, in this situation, I think that Dumbledore doesn't know how... Because, like, Beltrus has taught Malfoy occlumency, but it's not strong enough to withstand Voldemort, right? And so I think that Dumbledore knows that if he lets Malfoy know that he knows, then, like, his family is in danger, right? Because Malfoy is doing this because yeah. Voldemort's like, if you don't do it, I'll kill your parents. And you, probably, as well. Um, so I think that Dumbledore in that situation wouldn't be able to say that unless he was ready to like take Malfoy and put them in, and put them in witness protection, like immediately. Yeah. Wizard, wizard, witness, whatever. Um, yeah. So, okay. So Harry says, I thought you lived in the girl's bathroom. And she says, yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't visit other places. I came and saw you in your bath once. Remember? Vividly, said Harry. But I thought he liked me, she said. Maybe if you two left, he'd come back again. We had lots in common. I'm sure he felt it. When you say you have lots in common, said Ron, 
Do you mean he lives in an S-bin too? No, said Myrtle. I mean, he's sensitive. People bully him too. And he feels lonely and he and hasn't got anybody to talk to. And he's not afraid to show his feelings and cry. There's been a boy in here crying, said Harry. A young boy? Never you mind, said Myrtle. I promise I wouldn't tell anyone and I'll take his secret to the... Not the grave, surely, said Ron. The sewers, maybe. He needs to fucking chill. He needs Ron, to chill. You don't have to say but everything he likes to. He just... In you his can head, think it. He loves teasing like, ghosts. Like, that's the thing he's been doing. Like, at this point, he doesn't do it because he doesn't have tact. He does it because he thinks it's funny. Because he's been teasing ghosts since his first year. Um, since his first, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. literal first day of school. Um, it's also weird that, like, he's, um, Harry's like, there's a boy that's been in here crying, a young boy, like, no one said he was young. No one, you know, there's lots of, yeah. I mean, and so, and, you know, when you're talking about people bully him, it's not, like, school people, it's Voldemort. Yeah. He feels lonely and hasn't got anybody but to talk also, to because, like, Voldemort is threatening to kill him. And also, as Delia says in the chat, Voldemort fully expects him to fail, right? Like, this is supposed to be a punishment for Lucius. It's supposed to be, like, your kid is going okay. to die doing this thing for me. Or trying. That you, um, yeah. As punishment for your shenanigans in the department of mysteries but also it's also like the bullying thing is funny too because if you do take that comment as like he's being bullied it just shows how um subjective Mm -hmm. life is in a lot of ways like yeah Voldemort's definitely bullying him but like if he feels bullied like I bet you like Malfoy has felt bullied for longer Mm. than this year and that's why he acts mm-hmm. out in the way that he does. And that's also, like, it's funny because... It's not funny, haha, but it's interesting. Um, because what does that mean? Like, what does bullying look like to Malfoy? I don't think that you would call what Voldemort's doing bullying. That's, like, legit torture. He's being tortured mm-hmm. by Voldemort. He's being bullied by somebody else. I don't know who. Yeah. Um, so then Ron is cheered up and he's like, I'll do the process, the practice sessions in Hogsmeade. Um, and then the following weekend, Ron and Hermione, um, join the rest of the six years who would turn 17 in time, uh, for the test. Um, and then Harry decides to go to the room of requirement again. Um, and Hermione's like, you do better to go straight to Slughorn's office and try to get the memory from him. And then he's like, I've been trying, he says, but, uh, which is only partly true because the, uh, Slughorn leaves, like, immediately after class is over, um, and then when Harry goes to the office, he, like, Slughorn pretends he's not there, um, but there are other ways to do this. He doesn't want to talk to me, Hermione, he can tell I've been trying to get him on his own again, and he's not going to let it happen, well, you've just got to keep at it, haven't you? So then Harry leaves, or they, they leave, and he goes back to the seventh floor with his invisibility cloak goes to the Marauder's map, he sees that Goyle is alone in the 7-4 corridor, and so he knows that Malfoy's in the Room of Requirement. Um, And then he walks up behind Goyle, whose Polyjuice Potion is like some small uh, first year, um, and says, hello, you're very pretty, aren't you? Which is really gross, and I mean, but it does the job. It's super creepy, which I think was the point. So Goyle screams, throws his... uh, what does he have in his... Throws the scales in the air and runs away. Harry, for you, like for half an hour, is trying to figure out how to get into 
the room of requirement and it doesn't work. Lose, he loses his patience and kicks the wall. Um, and the invisibility cloak slips off of him. And then he, um, and then Tonks catches him. Um, what are you doing here? Harry asked. I came to see Dumbledore, said Tonks. His office isn't here. I know, said Tonks. He's not there. Apparently he's gone away again. Um, has he, said Harry. Hey, you don't know where he goes, I suppose. No, said Tonks. What did you want to see him about? Like, boy. Also, why would Tonks say that? Like, Tonks wouldn't tell you. So, um, Tonks said, I just thought he might know what's going on. I've heard rumors, people getting hurt. Um, so real quick, because I think we'll find out in the next chapter, um, that there was a werewolf attack, um, like a, like a werewolf attacked a young boy. Um, and so, so Harry, but Harry doesn't know that yet. So he's like, he's like, it's been all in the papers, that little boy trying to kill his, the prophet's often behind the time, said Tonks. You, You haven't read any letters, or sorry, you haven't had any letters from the order recently? No one from the order writes to me anymore, said Harry. Not since Sirius. He saw that her eyes had filled with tears. I'm sorry, he muttered. I mean, I miss him as well. What, said Tonks? Well, I'll see you around, Harry. And then she leaves. So again, so what's really happening here is that um, there was a a werewolf attacked a young boy. So, and it hasn't been in the prophet yet, but I guess it's going to be the next day. And so so Tonks runs to Dumbledore to be like, that wasn't Remus, right? Because Remus is undercover with the werewolves. Um, and is trying to make sure it's not Remus. And then when he asks, like, you have, when she's like, you haven't gotten any letters from the, from the order. And Harry's like, no, I think that really she was asking, like, haven't you heard from Siri? Have you heard from Remus? Sorry. Haven't you heard from Remus? Remus. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, no, cause Remus doesn't write to him. Also, you could just fucking write to Remus. Anyway. Um, but partly the reason why Remus isn't writing to anyone is because he's undercover. So he's supposed to like cut off ties from non-werewolf folk um so that's why Tonks is there is to make sure Remus didn't attack somebody um but Harry of course reads it wrong um and because he mentions he mentions Sirius you said what should be the title Harry Harry Potter I read it wrong wrong. (laughs) um so then Tonks turns abruptly and leaves and then Harry tries the room of requirement again, but of course it does not work. Um, he found Ron and Hermione in the Great Hall at lunchtime, and Ron says, I did it, kind of. I was supposed to be apparating um, outside Muddy- Madame Puttyfoot's, but I overshot a bit and ended up near Scrivenshaft, but, but at least I moved. Um, and then Hermione was obviously perfect um, and, you know, did well, and then... Ron says, you should have heard Twycross going on about her. I'll be surprised if he doesn't pop the question soon. Um, and what about you, to ask Hermione, ignoring Ron? Have you been up in the room of requirement all this time? Yep, said Harry. And guess who I ran up to into? I ran to Tonks. Or he tells him about Tonks. Um, and then Ron says, if you ask me, she's cracking up a bit, losing her nerve after what happened in the ministry. It's a bit odd, said Hermione. She's supposed to be guarding the school. Why is she abandoning her post to come and see Dumbledore when he's not even here? I had a thought, said Harry. Um, and then it's like, what if she was in love with Sirius? Which is like, first of all, they're cousins, so let's cool on that. That ain't never stopped nobody. That's true. And she's black. But I never just, stopped the black. Still, they are so incestual. I mean, there was that moment where Remus, um, from based on Pottermore, was on some Sirius is always the one who got the girls. Which again, goddamn cousins. Anyway, 
first well, cousins. I guess her, her, and her, him, and the mom are Once first removed. cousins. Once removed, it's too close. It's too close. You gotta be like fourth cousins, I think, for it to be legal. Nah, I think it's less than that. But like, it just, it just feels. You gotta at least be fourth cousins for it to not be disgusting. <laughs> it's still kind of gross. Well, like at a certain point, for it to not be. No. No, let's not. Do no, this. no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's. I was gonna be. I was gonna be really dumb because you know it's like we're all from Africa. Okay. We all come from. Yeah. Like, the same people, mm-hmm. but like that's right. no. I knew you were going. No. Us, so that's, that's um, anyway, so then Hermione's like, "What would make you say that?" And Harry's like, "I don't know." She was nearly crying when I mentioned his name. Actually, she was crying before. Like the thing is, is like he saw that her eyes filled with tears, but they filled with tears before he said serious. So, mm-hmm. um, and says Herbertronus is a big four-legged thing. I wondered whether it hadn't become, you know, him. It's a thought, said Hermione, but I still don't know why she'd be bursting into the castle to see Dumbledore if that's really why she was here. Um, and Hermione, I mean, Ron is just like, she's gone a bit funny, lost her nerve. Women, he said. They're easily upset. And yet, and yet, Hermione Woo! says, I doubt you'll find a woman who skulked for half an hour because Madame Rosemerta didn't laugh about their joke about the hag, the healer, and the membulous Mimbatonia. And Ron scowled because, huh, bloop. Bloop. Bling Blam. Boop. <laughs> Blam. Oh, my goodness. All right. Who is your MVP? Girl, I don't know. Actually, I know. It's Hermione. Yeah. Hermione Granger. I just, I, uh, but part of it is also like, I don't want it to be Hermione because I just want her to just say, peace, bitches, True. I'm out. I'm doing this shit no more. I'm worth more than this. But it's Hermione for trying mm-hmm. so hard with so little help. Yeah. I I too made Hermione my MVP because like the only one with any sense in this chapter and I just like only one. the sense just left the building. It is just so difficult. Yeah. You know? Um so uh Um, Ariana makes Hermione her MVP for staying focused. And Amani makes Hermione motherfucking Granger the MVP for be for being the goat. That's Aberforth. Oh You're confusing Yikes. people. Uh, Dahlia makes Hermione MVP for putting up with everything in this whole exhausting book while still getting her work done in her newt level classes. She doesn't get anything so she can at least have the MVP. And Portia... MVP's Hermione for being Hermione. Where is her unsung episode? Ooh. I would love to watch that episode. Oh, that's it? Oh, cool. I bench Harry. Because stop trying spells that you don't know what the fuck they are. Just scribbled inside a notebook. At least go look it up in Latin first. That... Wait, 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 wait. Can I, I get to be Bayana? That didn't did. happen in this chapter. He was oh. already look. He looked at it at the beginning of the chapter. He didn't try the spell, and he was, and he, but, he but it's for it. even considering trying it without looking it up to see what it is. It's not for using it. It's for trying it, and then it's also 
Or not, sorry, it's not for using it, it's for thinking about it and being like, I'm going to bookmark this for my enemies. Who the fuck are your enemies? You mean for Voldemort? Sure, go ahead. But Voldemort's not in goddamn Hogwarts right now. Calm that down. Also, for stalking Malfoy, when again, he should be looking for this memory and figuring that out, and he's not spending the time thinking about that. Instead, he's worried about what Malfoy is doing and coming up with incorrect theories about Tonks. Do your goddamn homework. So wrong. Um... I think this is going to be one of those, like, pretty rare episodes where we have, like, consensus <laughs> across the board. Um, so I also, well, I benched two people. I benched Harry for everything that you just said and also because, like, dude, focus. focus. Hermione gets the MVP for focusing and Harry gets benched for not being able to focus. Um, and then I also got a bench dump. Nope. I got a bench the Order <laughs> of the Phoenix because why, why is Mundungus there? Does no one have a veto? Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, he can't yeah. join. He doesn't even go here. So I will say, based on this consensus that and on based on how I know the rest of this book goes, I'm like 85% sure Harry's going to lose this book. <laughs> like, Damn I'm it. really. Like, honestly, right now, he's he's in the lead. I no. also bitch Snape. I mean, now in the, he's in the, also, like, I kind of, again, I still want Snape to, like, win the, or to lose the entire series, but not lose a book, because I feel like that would be, like, kind of boss. But also, if he loses a book, like, obviously, I'm not going to be mad, because he's trash. But also, sleep. like, I just feel like, also, Harry is still really high in the MVPs, too, but he always is. So he's, like, I think, I think Hermione finally surpassed him, so he's, like, third in highest, and then he's in the lead for, like, for bench right now. But it's because he won't do what he needs to freaking do. But playing games. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing Chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince after the burial. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Hashtag wizard team. Um, yeah. And if you're having a baby, let us know. But only if you want to, obviously. We're real good at making babies. Well, not making. No, no. Skirt, 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 swerve.